What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 83 of the show with Dylan Waxman. We are back here once again with Matthew to now fill out our NCAA tournament March Madness bracket predictions. Um, yeah, I mean, it should be a similar episode to last week, just us talking college basketball. Um, yeah, Matthew, any thoughts? Uh, not much. A couple upsets around around here. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll start it off with the West region with the one sixteen matchup. I mean this is the given, but if you have any thoughts, you're welcome to provide them. Gonzaga versus Georgia State. I personally think Gonzaga rolls through this one. I would assume you agree. Uh, I'm gonna go to Georgia State now. I'm kidding. I'm gonna go Gonzaga gonna take a pretty easy win in this one. I can't see anything but a Drew Timmy Chet Holmgren uh Easy, easy win for Chet Holmgren to get a, his first win of the tournament of his college career. Yeah, um, and his college career will not go beyond the season, but nope. now we have the 8 versus 9 matchup, one that I, I've seen a ton of brackets, and it could really go either way, between 8-seeded Boise State and 9-seeded Memphis. Matthew, what do you think? I'm taking 9-seeded uh, Memphis here with Jalen Duran, definitely one hell of a Season lately, re- recent late season recently, uh, Memphis has been on a roll lately. They did lose in that championship game of the AAC tournament, but they have been besides that game, they've been on fire, and I can't see it not continuing. So I have Memphis taking a pretty close win here to move on to the round thirty-two. Yeah, I'm gonna go Boise State. Boise State won the Mountain West conference title not only the regular season but in the actual conference tournament and uh they ended up beating san diego state in the final to take it um i think memphis despite the fact that they have more i think boise state is just a better team overall they're well i mean memphis is too but boise state's well coached and they have just a lot of grit i think boise state is able to win this one and then I could see in round two them giving Gonzaga some trouble. So, yeah, I think the Broncos are able to advance. Now we can move on to the 5-12 matchup. I think this is a really interesting one that could go both ways. Now that is UConn versus New Mexico State. What do you think? A lot of people are saying New Mexico State to take a W here. I'm just not seeing it. UConn is a very good team who knows what it takes to beat these these teams who are good. New Mexico State is not. Incredible, but they made the tournament as a 12 seed. A ton of people think this is an upset, but I'm taking UConn here to maybe not cruise, but take a commanding win here against New Mexico State. Yeah, this isn't the best New Mexico State team of years past. I'd say they've had some better teams that would come in as a 12 seed, and, and they'd get some upset buzz. This team, while not being bad, it's not certainly as good. They are, though, pretty hot coming into this one as they did – obviously take the what conference are they in are they in the west the whack i think the whack i thought they were in the whack yeah okay if they're in the whack and i think they're in the whack they took the whack title um but yeah i think new mexico state is not able to win this one as i agree with you i think UConn is a good complete basketball team i think rj cole leads uconn to a win i do think it'll be closer though than maybe you think, but I do think UConn is able to advance into the round of 32. And now we can move on to Arkansas versus Vermont. What do you think? I like J.D. Note, but I don't think he can get the job on his own. They are not, besides Note, they're not a very 
high offensive team. And Vermont has just been brutal this year. I'm going to take Vermont in my first upset of this bracket. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I agree. Um, I did two brackets. One, I went UConn, Vermont. The other one, I flipped it around and went New Mexico State, Arkansas. For the one that I am providing here, I am going to go UConn and Vermont. I think this Vermont team is very good, very hot. They challenged some good teams in non-conference play, and then they just absolutely dominated the American East. Like, it's not even funny. Um, They're by far the best team in that conference. They annihilated um, UMBC in the conference title. I think it was 82 to 43. That being said, UMBC's best player is 5-2, so that's not that shocking. That is shorter than me. Um, but anyway, I think Vermont is able to take this one. I think it'll be close, but Vermont will pull away at the end, and uh, the Adamounts are able to move on to the round of 32. So now we can move on, and we'll sort of just do this as we go along. Um, now this is Alabama the winner of Rutgers versus Notre Dame. We'll start it off. Who do you think is going to win Rutgers versus Notre Dame? I personally have Rutgers taking the W. I don't really know, but Rutgers is led by Ron Harper Jr., who's having a great season, and they are a very good sleeper pick to go far in this tournament. Yeah, I also have Rutgers. So now for Alabama versus Rutgers, what do you think? I think Rutgers as well. I think Alabama's a very overrated team. The record is not very good. They are 19-13, and 13, which is Worse than some teams who didn't even make the tournament, like Dayton and Texas A&M and SMU. Texas A&M, I think, swept them this season. Might have been split 1-1, but I know A&M got a victory over them, and their record was 23-12 and and made it to the conference championship. I know that Bama had some great wins this season over Baylor, Gonzaga, uh, Houston, Tennessee. I'm not saying Bama didn't deserve to make the tournament, but I'm saying that A&M deserved to make the tournament, and I'm taking Rutgers here to get the job done against Bama. Yeah, I'm going to go with Alabama. Now, Granted, last episode, we argued a bit. You were saying Alabama was overrated. I was saying they're properly rated. And then they lost to Vanderbilt, who kind of sucks in the SEC tournament. And you would think, okay, maybe I've learned my lesson. I'm going to go Rutgers. No, I'm going Alabama. Led by J.D. Davidson, some other good players. I think this Alabama team is underrated. I would say if they had gotten a slightly better draw and wouldn't have had to have faced Texas Tech and possibly Duke in their second and third games, maybe they would be able to go on a little run because the talent's there and the high-quality wins are also there. And I just, I'm just i not sure how I feel about it now that this is the draw they got, but I do think Alabama is able to move on past the Scarlet Knights. And, yeah, I think Alabama moves on. Now, this is one that... I think it's pretty obvious, but we'll see if you have any thoughts. Texas Tech versus Montana State, the three fourteen matchup. What do you think? I got Texas Tech winning here and moving on to the next round uh, pretty easily. Montana State, they, they had a good season. I believe they won their conference tournament. Of course, they won their conference tournament. They won their regular season of their conference, like Big Sky or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, the Big Sky, I think that might be it. That or the Big West. It's one of the two. I don't really know the difference. Um, I think... Texas Tech, you're taking a pretty easy W. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so now we can move on to the 7-10 matchup, which I think has the ability to be one of the best matchups of the first round, and that is seven-seeded Michigan State versus ten-seeded Davidson. What do you got? I have Michigan State here taking a pretty... Big W. Uh, it's the Foster Lawyer game. Foster Lawyer transferred from 
Michigan State to Davidson last year because he wasn't getting enough playing time, and he's having a great season this year. And I have Michigan State getting a revenge against him and winning this game to go to the next round. Yeah, I think Tom Izzo is usually able to beat coaches in March Madness who are not great coach. I don't – Davidson's coach, not bad, but I do think Michigan State – well-coached team. They have some NBA-ish talent. They don't really have a true identity or a best player, but they did have a strong performance in the conference tournament uh, just, like, a few days ago. So I do think Michigan State carries their momentum. And unfortunately for Davidson, their seeding may have been slightly boosted and they'd get a better draw in the first round had they been able to close out the eighth championship against Richmond last Sunday, but instead they were not able to, and I think Michigan State takes care of them. That being said, I think Foster Lawyer will put up a good performance. As you said, he is, I guess, looking for revenge on Michigan State, Uh, but yeah, I do think MSU is able to advance, and then now we can just sort of advance Duke past Cal State Fullerton. Actually, now that I say that, I think that's the team who won the Big West, but uh, yeah, I think Cal State Fullerton advances. Any thoughts on that game? You say Cal State Fullerton advances? Or I think Duke advances past Cal okay. State Fullerton. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Duke advances. Now we can move on to the – or do you want to do, like, one region at a time or do you want yeah, to go sure. first round and second round? It's up to you. We can do region if you want. We'll do uh, first round and All then right. second That's round. Um, now we can move on to the east region where we have one seed Baylor taking on 16 seed Norfolk State. Any thoughts here or just a commanding win? I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Norfolk State to take a victory. Now I'm kidding. I'm taking Baylor to take a victory here to move on to the next round. Norfolk State's a pretty underrated school, but Baylor's just going to cruise by here. Yeah, I mean, that's two straight berths to the tournament for Norfolk State to just get crushed by a one seed last year's Gonzaga. Norfolk State did beat Missouri that one year. As a two seed, they when they were 15, Missouri was a two seed. Norfolk State was led by Sixers legend Kyle Quinn. But um, anyway, I think Baylor advances past Norfolk State, which brings us to another top matchup of the first round, possibly. North Carolina versus Marquette, Matthew. I think this one could go either way. What do you think? I have North Carolina here taking a big W against Marquette. Marquette has the best jerseys, not the best team, but they are still – both these teams are pretty good. I had Marquette going far in my uh, conference tournament, and it did not happen as they lost to Creighton in their first game. So I, I'm not confident taking them here. I'm taking North Carolina here to take to take a W to go on to the round of 32. Yeah, I had Marquette winning the Big East, and they were underwhelming to say the least. But uh, I think North Carolina, they have Armando Baycott and Caleb Love and – we talked about um Brady Manic. Brady Manic, but I forget who you compared him to. Bill Walton. Uh, oh, Bill Walton. Yeah. And then Marquette, they're led by Justin Lewis, and I think he is arguably the best player in this game. But I do think North Carolina, um, I think Hubert Davis has done a good job in his first season, despite the fact that technically when you look at their preseason ranking, they've been underwhelming to get them to this point when they were uh 
probably on the wrong side of the bubble just like a month ago. I think that's been an impressive first-season job as the successor for Roy Williams. But I do think North Carolina is also able to move on here and uh, get a crack at Baylor, which they would have if not for Wisconsin last year. Anyway, I do think North Carolina moves on. And now we can move on to the next matchup, which, granted, we are um, – we are, we are recording this on Wednesday before the first four games. So Indiana has won last night and Texas Southern. So St. Mary's versus Indiana. Matthew, who do you have in this one? I have Indiana. They got a good win yesterday, and I think they're going to be one of those teams. Like, I'm not sure, but they, it, it's possible that they could be like UCLA last year and make a run. Maybe not, probably not to the Final Four, but maybe to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. I have Indiana with Xavier Johnson and Tracy Trace Jackson Davis. Played a huge game yesterday. I have them getting a W and beating St. Mary's in the first round in a seeding upset. Yeah, I feel like um, I don't know if St. Mary's necessarily has to stop Trace Jackson Davis. That being said, I think we are sort of overlooking St. Mary's. And I would say a lot of people, I guess, have them winning this game. But uh, a lot of people were writing them off before we even knew who they were playing. Despite the fact that I do think the Hoosiers are the more NBA-ready, talented team. I think St. Mary's is able to get the win and sort of prove the haters wrong and that they are a very good team who uh, is definitely primed to possibly make a Sweet 16 run, maybe even further if some dominoes fall their way. But, uh, yeah, I do think St. Mary's is able to advance. And now we can move on to a matchup that I think is being overlooked a bit, UCLA versus Akron. What do you think, Matthew? I'm taking UCLA here. Maybe pretty easily. I don't know. They're, they have the same exact rosters. Last year, led by Hami Aquez Jr. and uh, Johnny Juzang and Tyler Campbell, point guard, I think his name is. Tiger Campbell. Tiger Campbell, my bad. Their team is very, pretty much the exact same as last year. Why not? Could they make a big run like last year? But as said, teams usually don't make two big runs in a row as Villanova when they won in 2016 or lost and lost in the second round, Wisconsin in 2017, oh, I, again I, yeah. in 2018, and then lost in the second round in 2019. Teams usually don't make big runs two years in a row, so it's possible that they could fall short here in the first or second round, but I have them taking the W against Akron here. Yeah, I think Akron's a team. I, I mean, I looked. UCLA is 14-point favorites for this game. I think that I know UCLA went to the Final Four this year. They have a lot of talent, and Akron is relatively unknown. But I think we're underrating Akron a little bit. I, I don't think Akron's going to win, but I wouldn't be shocked if they do. I think UCLA is now – I think UCLA was sort of um, underrated all season because they were playing pretty unimpressive. But now UCLA ends the season pretty well, and I think people are overrating them a bit. People are putting them in, like, their top five teams contending for the national championship. You know, I get it. They were one ridiculous Jalen Suggs half-court shot away for maybe competing for a national championship last year. But I just, I think it's a little, I think it's a little aggressive to call UCLA a great team when they've had a pretty underwhelming season, considering they started the season off ranked number two. I, that being said, I do think UCLA does win this one, um, but I wouldn't be shocked if they would, were to lose it. So now we can move on to the 6-11 matchup, a very, very popular upset pick, Texas versus Virginia Tech. Matthew, who do you got? I'm one of those people who think it's going to be an upset. I got Virginia Tech. 
the the 2022 ACC champions beating Texas here. I think Texas might be a little bit overrated, and Virginia Tech is very underrated. I could see that pretty much everybody is picking Virginia Tech, that it's probably going to be Texas who wins this game. But I am just going to ride on the Virginia Tech bandwagon and take Tech here to get a win. Yeah, I think if we go back to last year, like if we if we put Shaka Smart as the coach of this Texas team, I'm probably picking Virginia Tech. But Chris, I know they just lost and they completely choked against TCU in the Big 12 championship or the Big 12 tournament. It was it was the quarterfinals. But I think Chris Beard is a really, really good coach who's really good, at least in his time with Texas Tech, at getting his team ready for big tournament games. And I think there he's able to come through here. And Texas is pretty good. And they, I don't know, Virginia Tech, I'm not going to compare them to Georgetown last year because I think Virginia Tech is far better than Georgetown last year. But I think the teams who got UConn in um, – in 2011 aside, I think the teams who go on those gigantic runs, uh, unexpected gigantic runs, and either win or fall just short of winning their conference championship, they're sort of out of energy by the time it gets to the big dance, similar to, like I said, Georgetown last year, who everyone was picking to upset Colorado, and Colorado just annihilated them. I do think Texas wins this one. Granted, I think it's going to be a close game, but I am going to go with the Longhorns to advance to the round of 32. And now we can move on to one that I don't really think we need to talk about much, but maybe you think otherwise, Purdue versus Yale. I'm assuming you have Purdue winning this one by a lot. I think you have a pretty good pretty good team, but I do think that Purdue's going to get the job done. Maybe not in the easiest way. I think Yale could put up a pretty good fight, but Purdue's going to take the W here they have. Smash up well against pretty much every team. They have great size, great chemistry. I just love – I don't love the team since I'm a Penn State fan, but I love this team to make a run. Yeah, I personally agree. I think the 14 seeds this year, though, you look at all of them, they're pretty good. Um, I think the ba- the gap between the 14 and the 15 seeds are bigger than the gap between the twos and the threes. But anyway, I do think Purdue wins this one pretty convincingly. I think it's – by 15-ish, not like 30, but I do think Purdue is able to take this one. Uh, I think if Yale was a better, fast-paced team, then they could challenge Purdue a little bit, but the fact that they're sort of slow-paced, I just, I think Purdue will get whatever they want, sort of, against Yale, and Purdue is able to move on. And now we can move on to another great 7-10 matchup between Murray State and San Francisco, two uh, mid-major teams with solid seasons. What do you think? I'm going with seven seeded Murray State here. Uh, they are they went thirty and two overall. Not didn't lose a single game in conference play, I believe. Uh, this team is good. They deserve. They are well deserved to be a seven seed, and I think they can make a. It's possible that they can make a run in the tournament. They do have a tough matchup next, but I think that Murray State will get the job done here and beat San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I would have to agree. I think this Murray State team is very, very good and a lot better than San Francisco. If we're being honest, why was San Francisco a 10 seed? I'm not really sure. I really don't know. They're easily the worst 10 seed. And honestly, just looking at them, probably worse than all of the 11. Michigan aside, I don't know how I feel about Michigan, but Michigan aside, probably worse than all the 11 seeds too. But 
anyway, I do think San Francisco uh, is able to put up a fight, but I do think Murray State advances on. And rather than wasting time talking about it, I'm just going to advance Kentucky past St. Peter's for both of us, along with Arizona past the winner of Wright State and Bryant for both of us. Any thoughts on Wright State versus Bryant? I think Bryant is a very underrated team. They have the leading scorer in the nation, Peter Kiss, who is the next Grayson Allen. But they have a tough matchup in the first round. That little snub, maybe of a 15 seed. I don't think they should be a 16 seed, especially in the playing game when they beat Wagner like 70 to 43 in the championship of their tournament. But Brian, I think Brian's going to cruise by Wright State here to get a win. And then I don't think I think that Bryant might put up a good fight against Arizona, maybe like a 15 point game. But I don't think that Bryant will get as blown out as all the other 16 seeds. So I yeah, think Bryant is bet. Bryant is probably better than a 16 seed. That being said, Houston, if any for anyone giving Bryant a chance against Arizona, the the only ranked team Bryant played this season was Houston, and Houston beat them 111 to 44. Uh, just going to point that out. But I do think Brian is able to win tonight and then get blown out by Arizona. And now we can move on to Seton Hall versus TCU. Uh, a pretty good 8-9 matchup. Uh, who do you got in this one? I have TCU taking a W here. I think they're a very underrated school. And if they could they could possibly beat Arizona in the next round, I can't see it. It's possible. Uh, they have a ton of ranked wins this season against Kansas, Texas Tech, etc., Texas, uh, more more games also, uh, but I have them beating Seton Hall here to advance to the round of 32. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, I think Seton Hall isn't bad, and they sure, certainly are a tournament team, but I don't really understand what they did to be above Creighton or Marquette. I think Creighton and Marquette are definitely better than Seton Hall, but uh I do think TCU is, I mean, like, you always see the 9-8 matchups and people think the 9, I mean, the 9 to 1 more matchups against 8 seeds than vice versa. And, like, often you see the 9-8 matchup and you think the 9 is definitely better. I think this is one of those matchups. And I think TCU is able to win this one against Seton Hall pretty convincingly. And now we can move on to a very interesting game, at least in my opinion. 5-seeded Houston versus 12-seeded UAB. What do you think? These next two games between Houston, UAB, and then Illinois, Chattanooga, I have done like six brackets, which I completely regret because it's different in every single one, and I have to keep track of all of them. Uh, I will cut it next year to like two or three probably. But besides that, I have UAB in this specific bracket that I'm that I'm reading from to beat Houston to move on to the next round. I think UAB is really good school led by point guard who's going to probably carry their team to a victory, Jelly Walker. I have UAB taking a big win here. Yeah, I am going to go with UAB also. I think UAB, they're not that good. And I honestly think, I mean, they want, I, yeah, I guess they're pretty good. They do happen to average 81 points per game, and they're a great free throw shooting team, while Houston, on the other hand, is very slow paced and not a good three point shooting team our free throw shooting team. If you give Houston Marcus Sasser, I think they, they win this Wait, Yeah, I think they win this game. But I think UAB is able to pull off the upset. Awesome. That's another upset, I guess, that we agree on. So, yeah, I think UAB is able to advance. And now we can move on to Illinois versus Chattanooga. What do you got? 
in one of my brackets, I have Chattanooga winning, but in my feeling, my, like, real one that I'm confident on, I have Illinois taking a W. I don't think anybody's going to be able to match up with Kobe Coburn, how dominant he is. I do see Chattanooga putting up a really good fight here with Malachi Smith and, uh, forget his name, the guy hit the half-court shot buzzer beater to win. It's like, he has like two last names. I forget his name. Besides that, I have Illinois taking a big W here, led by Alfonso Plummer and Kobe Coburn. Yeah, I think Illinois advances too. I think it'll be close though, uh, probably within 10 points. Um, I think Illinois, I, I agree. I think Chattanooga, honestly, if you take like centers out of the equation, Chattanooga probably is maybe the better team. But Kofi Coburn is so dominant, and no person on a mid-major playing field is going to be able to stop him. I, I just don't see it. I think Coburn cruises past Chattanooga and uh, probably goes for 25 points and, like, 15 boards, and just it just absolutely dominates, and Illinois is able to win. And now that brings us to a very interesting, in my opinion, 6-11 matchup that will kick off the real tournament tomorrow. It's the first game starting at 12-15. Michigan versus Colorado State. A lot of people do think uh, Michigan did not deserve to make the tournament. And despite the fact that I do agree with the fact that they were not a tournament-level team, I do think they are able to beat – I wouldn't really call it an upset because I'm pretty sure they're favorites – but beat David Roddy in Colorado State. I think Hunter Dickinson has a strong game down low and some other good players contribute. And I do think Michigan is able to move on. What do you think? I have Colorado State here to get the, to get a close victory to squeak out against Michigan. I think Roddy's going to go for a big game. From I think they're going to. I think Colorado State might shoot the ball very well this this game, and uh, that well that will that might be the big reason why they beat Michigan here. Hunter Dickinson will have a big game down low, also like you said. But I think that Roddy's going to shoot the lights out and take a get Colorado State a big W here to go to the next round. Yeah, I think we both agree that Tennessee will beat Longwood. And now we can move on to Ohio State versus Loyola Chicago, a supreme matchup. It's Ohio State and their constant inconsistencies against uh, Sister Jean. So what do you think about this one? I think I'm going to take the Loyola Chicago Sister Jean Ramblers to take a W here. Uh, they are just a, well, more consistent team than Liddell and Ohio State. Ohio State is not that incredible as they lost to Penn State once and almost lost to them two other times. Uh, I think that uh, Loyal Chicago is, and they are much more experienced than, not really experienced since their team is different than the 2018 year, but they know how to, I guess they know, they made a run last year, so I guess they know how to make some more runs and it's possible that I can make another run this year. Yeah, I think, I think we could be looking at another one of those games. Like you said, Texas, Virginia tech, everyone, literally quite literally everyone except for Ohio state fans is picking Loyola. And for that reason, I would be tempted to pick Ohio state, but I think I have to stick with the Ramblers here. I, I think they're honestly better than Ohio state. Sure, Ohio State has by far the best player in this game. They have more talented guys, but I just think Loyola Chicago 
uh, there's just something there. Not only the fact that they have those previous runs and that they have Sister Jean, but I don't know. I think Loyola is very good. They're a very, very, very strong defensive team. One of, the, if not in the top, like five of defensive teams in this tournament. And I do think they are able to advance past Ohio State. So the Ramblers are going to the round of 32. And now we can move on. I think Nova beats Delaware quite easily. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. Um, and once again, I think Kansas beats Texas Southern quite easily. So Kansas moves on. And we can do 8-9 San Diego State versus Creighton. I think this is actually a very good matchup. What do you think? I got Creighton here. They know how to beat these teams who are ranked better than them as they destroyed Providence in the second round of the conference tournament. I think that Creighton is going to get the job done here against a San Diego State team who is having who had a great season. But I'm going to take Creighton here to get a big win and move on to the round of 32. I'm going San Diego State here, and I'd almost be tempted to uh, move uh, – I'd almost be tempted to move San Diego State on past Kansas, but we'll see what I do with that. But I do think San Diego State beats Creighton, despite the fact that I think Creighton is underseeded. I think San Diego State's really a solid team who's hitting their stride at the right time as they made it all the way to the championship of the Mountain West. So, yeah, San Diego State, a tough team. I think they are able to advance past Creighton. And now we have a matchup, or honestly two matchups, that I'm really, really excited for. And uh, the first one of that is five-seeded Iowa versus 12-seeded Richmond. What do you think, Matthew? I have Iowa here. It's going to be a very close game. People are underestimating Richmond a lot as they just won. Both these teams won their conference tournament as being underdogs. Richmond wasn't even made the, would have not made the tournament at all if they didn't win. But uh, they they got the job done and they won. But people are thinking that Iowa will make a huge run. I think that I'm one of those people, but I feel like that Richmond's just gonna win the first win this game. But I think that Iowa will win this game by by a close score. I think that Iowa will get the job done with Keegan Murray dropping a lot of points and winning on winning, not moving on. I'm very, very, I'm not, I wouldn't say stumped, but I'm very, very tempted. I'm going to go Richmond here. I think Richmond is playing its best basketball right now. I think Iowa is being, I know Iowa is too. They both won their conference tournaments, but I don't know. I think Iowa's a team that's being overrated and uh, Richmond led by great coach Chris Mooney. I think, I think they're being underrated and I do think, uh, Richmond walks in, and I think they offset Iowa. I don't know. I don't think that's that crazy, but um, maybe you'd be surprised by that. But, yeah, I think Richmond is able to move on past Iowa. Um, It's an upset, and a lot of people love Iowa. So, I mean, that wouldn't make make a lot of people very happy, but I do think Richmond is able to move on. Now we have four-seeded Providence versus 13-seeded South Dakota State. What do you think? I think that South Dakota State's going to get a big upset here. A lot, mo- most people, probably like eighty percent of the people, think that South Dakota State's going to win. I feel like this is going to be like the UC Santa Barbara Creighton game from last year, where everybody picked UC Santa Barbara and then Creighton won. But I'm not sure. Providence is not the best. For they're probably the worst four seed out of everybody here. 
they every game they win is by like five points. They are not a very good offensive team either, really. Uh, and South Dakota State is possibly the best offensive team in the league, best shooting team in the league by far. They average they're forty percent from three. Their entire team, everybody in their team is around forty percent from three, and as a team, they're forty percent from three. So I'm taking South Dakota State here. Yeah, I am going to go with Providence. Maybe it's just for the sake of going against public belief, because I do think Providence is maybe a little bit. Now I think they're being a little bit underrated because, despite the fact I, I know they got crushed against um, against Great, but I don't know. I feel like if we, I don't know. I wouldn't underrate them. I think Providence is still a tough team who is for the most part, very good at winning in those close games. So I do think in a close, high-scoring battle, Providence is able to take the win and sort of prove all the people who think this is going to be like a crazy upset wrong. So I do think, uh, yeah, I do think Kansas is able to take this one. No, Kansas. Sorry, I was looking at. I think Providence is able to take this one. My bad. Uh, but yeah, Providence moves on. Uh, now we can move on to the six eleven matchup, LSU versus Iowa State. What do you think? I have Iowa State winning here as LSU head coach got fired last week and they are coachless. So I'm taking Iowa State Cyclones to get a win and move on to the next round. Yeah, I, on the other hand, I'm going to go with LSU. I think LSU is a better team. I think Tari Eason's very good and could be a lottery pick come the draft. I think Iowa State peaked just completely at the wrong time. They were really good, like one of the best teams in the nation until like January and they just have not been good since um I think Isaiah Brockington is arguably the best player in this game and I mean Iowa State has a coach but I don't know Iowa State just lost to Texas Tech 72 to 41 we saw them score 41 points that's like unbelievably bad like the 16 seeds who have to go against the one seeds don't even score that little um I, I don't know. I think LSU is definitely better than Iowa State, and I think LSU is able to advance on. Now we have a 3-14 matchup, Wisconsin versus Colgate. What do you think here? I have Wisconsin here. This might be a very close game. I picked Colgate in one of my brackets, but I do think that Wisconsin with Johnny Davis, hopefully he will be fully healthy to get the job done. Brad Davidson has allowed to prove as he wants to win a championship in his 75th season in college basketball. I have Wisconsin here getting the job done. Yeah, this would be a very Wisconsin-y game to lose. I would say before Wisconsin, or not just before, aside from those um, two Final Four seasons in 2014 and 2015, Wisconsin, the way they'd go out every year in the tournament, they'd run into the hot Cinderella team, and, uh, and they'd lose in close fashion. I'm not saying Colgate's going to be that team. I'm just, for example, they lost to Davidson the year they went to the Elite Eight, led by Steph Curry. They lost to Cornell when they somehow made the Sweet 16. They lost to Ole Miss when they were 12 seed. They lost to Oregon a few years ago, who ended up making the Sweet 16. I'm not saying Colgate is going to be one of those teams, but I do think it'll be close, as you said. I do think the Badgers are able to get the win, though, at the end of the day. So, yeah, I think LSU and Wisconsin will face off in the second round. But I wouldn't be surprised if Colgate or Iowa State are able to win those two respective matchups. 
Now we have the seventh versus ten matchup: USC versus Miami. Uh, what do you think? I have uh, Miami. No, my bad. USC winning this game in a very close one. USC led by Isaiah Mobley, older brother of NBA Rookie of the Year, probably the Rookie of the Year, Evan Mobley. Uh, Isaiah Mobley is also a guy who's been in this team for about 35 to 40 years. But I have USC uh, taking the W here to beat Miami and move on to the next round. Yeah, aside from Evan Mobley, the star of last year's team, a lot of key pieces are back for USC, a team that as a sixth seed and now their seventh seed made it to the Elite Eight last year. I think USC is definitely better than Miami. I would not be shocked, that, though. I wouldn't even be surprised at all if Miami wins this game, but I am going to go with uh, USC in a close one. This is a matchup of dying football schools who uh, honestly are having more success in basketball as of re- as recently. So I do think USC is able to take this one against Miami and move on to the round of 32 where they will play Auburn. Uh, now that wraps up round one, and we can move on to round of 32. Uh, now in the first game, I have Gonzaga versus Boise State. You have Gonzaga versus Memphis. What do you think? I have Gonzaga here. This might be a very close game. Two big guys going at it with Chet Holmgren, who weighed, who is seven foot, one hundred and ninety-five pounds, and Jalen Duran, who is a future top ten pick. Not top, maybe not top ten. Lottery. Top, yeah, lottery pick this year. Uh, they'll be going at it. I think that Duran might get his number here as Holmgren needs to put on about thirty pounds to be a true NBA ready player. He will be the first pick in the draft probably, but I'm not confident he will be a good NBA player. I'm not confident at all on that, but I do have Gonzaga here as they are just too overly talented to lose in this round 32. Aside from, I mean, I think Gonzaga wins this game against Boise State uh, pretty easily. I know I said Boise State could provide a challenge, but I don't think they will. Aside, I, I don't. I think Chad Holmgren's a beast, and I think he's going to be good in the NBA, um, especially if he's able to put on some weight, but... Um, aside from that, I do think, led by Timmy and uh, Namhart and um, and what and Holmgren, I do think Gonzaga moves on quite easily against Boise State, ending Boise State's fantastic season. Now we have UConn versus Vermont. Both of us, uh, Matthew, what do you think for this game? I have UConn here. Moving on to the three sixteen. They had a great regular season, and I can't see them slowing down. R.J. Cole is, is going to have a big game in this, as I think that UConn will advance the next round. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, I think Vermont's run end here. I wouldn't be shocked if Vermont is able to win both of these games. I wouldn't be sh- I wouldn't like, – like I said, I think of the four teams that uh, – of UConn, New Mexico State, Arkansas, and Vermont, I could see any one of them – Losing in the first round, I could see any one of them making the Sweet 16. Uh, but I am going to go with UConn, as I personally think UConn is slightly underseeded. I I mean, maybe not. I guess they're not really better than any of the four seeds. But uh, I think UConn is very good, and I do think they move on to the Sweet 16, where they will have to face the best team in the nation in Gonzaga. So now we have six or I have 6-3 matchup. I'm just going to do it first. I think Texas Tech beats Alabama quite easily. Texas Tech, great defensive team, great tournament team in recent years. We'll see where they are 
without Chris Beard now as their coach. But I do think Texas Tech is able to move past Alabama or if they play Rutgers or if they play Notre Dame. Anyway, Texas Tech moves on to the Sweet 16. Matthew, what do you think? I have Texas Tech also moving on here as they are one of the best, if not the best, defensive team in all of the, all of the country. I think they can shut down this entire Alabama, or not in my, my case, entire Rutgers team to maybe lower than even 60 points. I think that Texas Tech will get the job done here. Yeah. 10 plus. Yeah. Now we both have Michigan State versus Duke. Um, I personally think Duke is far better than Michigan State, and Duke wins this game easily, but wouldn't it be interesting either way if Michigan State and Tom Izzo end Coach K's career or if somehow uh, Duke beats Michigan State and Izzo decides to just hang it up with uh, the rest of his friends who have hung it up in the recent years or uh, this year. So I think Izzo, uh, I don't think Izzo will retire. I'm just saying maybe that could be an interesting storyline, but I do think Duke is able to advance past the Spartans, a matchup that not only have we seen in the tournament in recent years, but we see Michigan State versus Duke basically every year. I'm pretty sure we didn't see it this year. But um, most years, Duke versus Michigan State is a common matchup. I think Duke gets the best of them this year. What do you think, Matthew? I have Michigan State. Michigan State has looked good as of recently. They're pretty inconsistent, but they have good wins against Purdue and Wisconsin over the last three weeks. And I have Michigan State ending Coach K's dynasty and making Coach K hang up his boots in the round of 32. Michigan State has has won the past two games in the Elite Eight in 2019, and then uh, the first game also of the season in 2019, I believe. It might have been 2018. I think it was. they were both in 2019. were, like, the last games that Michigan State and Duke were playing played in together. But I have Michigan State here getting a pretty close win and ending the dynasty of Coach K. Okay. Uh, now we can move on to the East Region second round, where we both have Baylor versus North Carolina. Matthew, who do you got in this game? I have Baylor getting a pretty close win. I could see North Carolina taking Baylor, getting making Baylor the first one seed eliminated. I don't think Baylor's that strong of a team. They're by far the worst one seed here, and possibly not even deserving a one of a one seed. But I do see Baylor taking a win here to be Armando Baycott and Caleb Love of North Carolina. Yeah, I'm going to go with Baylor, too. I do think, yeah, I think Baylor is not, I wouldn't say not deserving of a one seed, because I think they are. But in terms of you look at talent and production as of recently, they aren't necessarily deserving of a one seed. Uh, But I do think this North Carolina team, I think a lot of people do have North Carolina winning this matchup if they have these two teams facing off against each other because North Carolina has that NBA talent. They have that reputation. But I think at the end of the day, Baylor is still a strong defensive team, a well-coached team in Scott Drew and led by Flagler and the guy with green hair and some, and Matthew Mayer or Meyer. Uh, they have some good players still. And I think Baylor is able to advance to the sweet 16. Now we have uh you have four-seeded UCLA versus Indiana, and I have UCLA versus St. Mary's. I'll start it off. I think St. Mary's pulls off the upset and kills any hopes of UCLA making a repeat Final Four run. 
So I think St. Mary's proves that they are an underrated team that deserves some appreciation here, at least for the season that they've had. So I do think St. Mary's is able to advance past UCLA and on to the Sweet 16. Matthew, who do you got in this game? I have UCLA getting a win here and beating Trace Jones. Uh, Trace, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name right now. My bad. Trace, yeah, J- D- Davis Jackson, my bad. My bad. Jackson, D- I'm sorry. I'm I'm going off right I'm blanking right now. Sorry. I have UCLA with Juzang, Haquez, Campbell get, uh, going back to the Sweet 16, two straight years. Uh, as they last year beat BYU in the round of 32. Oh my bad. I'm still I'm going off. I'm I don't know. Be Abilene Christian in the round of 32. They beat BYU in the first round. I think that uh, UCLA will go back to the Sweet 16 for two straight years. Yeah. Now, uh, you have Purdue versus Virginia Tech, and I have Purdue versus Texas. I personally am going to go with Purdue. I think if Texas manages to make it. Or if even Virginia Tech manages to make it, I think Purdue is just a little bit too good for both teams. So I think Purdue is able to advance on to the Sweet 16. What do you think? I have another upset here. I have Virginia Tech moving on. I have Purdue in most of my brackets, but I just think that Virginia Tech will get a big upset here to be a Cinderella team going into the Sweet 16. Uh. I just think Virginia Tech has a lot of momentum and confidence going into this game and the first and the, and their first game, and I think they can get the job done and beat Ivy, Eddie, and Williams of Purdue. Yeah, I'm going to go like I said with Purdue, and now we bring it to a matchup that I think if we see, I don't know, I think Kentucky, like I said with Kofi Coburn, and despite the fact that Murray State has only lost two games a season and one on the road to Auburn at Auburn's peak, we really look at mid-major playing scale. Can anyone in mid-majors hold Oscar Chibaway? I, I doubt it. Honestly, I think Kentucky sort of dominates this game from a talent standpoint, from a coaching standpoint. They're just better and ends a season where I feel like if Murray State maybe got seated as a six. Maybe if they didn't have to play Kentucky and they got one of the better or one of the worst two seeds in the um, in the second round, then maybe they could do some damage. But honestly, I think Kentucky's very good and they're able to beat Murray State quite easily. What do you got? I do have Kentucky in this game, but this game does remind me a lot of the one eight uh, Illinois Loyola Chicago game from last year of the in-state Big Brother versus Little Brother game. But I do see. Kentucky taking a big W here, as like you said, nobody's going to be able to stop the dominance of Oscar Sheepway. You know, actually, what this game reminded me of, it was actually a 2 7 matchup in the 2019 tournament, Kentucky versus Wofford. Wofford had had a great season, led by all time three point leader in college basketball. I don't actually know if that record still holds, but he was able to break it that season, Fletcher McGee. Um, that aside, yeah, I do think Kentucky is able to advance quite easily. And now we can move on to the South region second round. That is, uh, we'll start it off with Arizona versus TCU. Matthew, who do you got? I have uh, Arizona here getting a win to move on to the Sweet 16. I think this game can be much closer than people anticipate. TCU is a really good team, but Arizona is just a better team, led by Benedict Matherin, who was a Pac-12 player of the year, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And I just think they will get a 
W here to move on. Yeah, I agree. I do think Arizona wins this one. I don't think it'll be as close as you think. As I mean, Arizona, what a job Tommy Lloyd has done now. Um, I think he deserves to win the National Coach of the Year uh, because it certainly should not be Greg Gard. But, uh, yeah, I do think Arizona is able to advance on to the Sweet 16. And they're really maybe going to – this team, this successful team, is going to start to rebuild their program. Uh, that has been pretty pretty dark for now a few years. Uh, so I do think Arizona moves on. And now we can move on to UAB versus Illinois. We both have that matchup. Matthew, who do you think wins, Illinois or UAB? I have Illinois here, but I could see a UAB Cinderella run to possibly the Sweet 16. But I do have Illinois here as nobody in a non in a mid-major school School will be able to stop the dominance of Shibway or Coburn. So Coburn will just have another huge game with 25-plus points and 15-plus rebounds. And uh, Kofi Coburn, Alfonso Plummer, and Trent Frazier of Illinois will get the job done and move on. Yeah, I agree. I think Illinois wins this one. Usually, uh, not usually, I wouldn't say, but a lot of times when you see that um, – 12 or 13 seed or maybe even a 14 seed win that first round game they sort of get shot down in that second round matchup against the four or five or something like that seed and I think this is one of those cases yes UAB is a very good offensive team so maybe maybe we start getting into a, a shootout and Illinois needs to rely on their shooters a little bit more unless on the dominance of Coburn and that could create problems for the fighting Illini I just don't see it. I think Illinois sort of cruises through this one and on to the Sweet 16, and they uh, move a step closer from redeeming themselves with last year's disappointing performance. If you don't know, and if you're listening to this and you don't know, Illinois uh, was a one seed last year. They were my final championship pick, and they lost to Loyola Chicago, as you said, in the second round. Uh, But I do think Illinois is able to win this one and make it to Sweet 16. Now we have a three eleven matchup. Uh, for me, I think Tennessee personally just sort of cruises past Michigan here. You have Tennessee versus Colorado State. What do you think? I have Tennessee here. I do think that David Roddy can put up a good fight. Uh, they had a great season, Colorado State, but it's going to come short against by far, probably by far the best three seed Tennessee. Uh, I think they. It's a little a shame that Colorado State, who had a great season, has to go up against. Tennessee, who was not really deserving of a three seed, should have been two, possibly not even one, as they are ranked in college basketball rankings. They're ranked number five. Uh, but I do think that Tennessee will get a like a eight-point victory here against Colorado State to move on to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think Michigan is good, so I don't really think they're – I mean, they're like – they, I guess they had the opportunity to be a worse version of UCLA last year. Because UCLA, if you remember, they, they were a first four team, but they were significantly better in the regular season than this Michigan team is. But I do think Michigan could be primed to make a big run. But I am going to go with Tennessee to stop that short. And now we have two-seeded Villanova versus 10-seeded Loyola Chicago. Matthew, what do you think? I have Villanova ending the try to be run of Sister Jean and Loyal Chicago. Uh, Villanova is just a well-balanced team. As they don't have a big guy, but they have a lot of aggressive guys like Justin Moore, who plays like a big band. Brandon Slater has had a, had a great 
uh, Big East tournament. Colin Gillespie, who shoots the lights out, who's also played for about 85 to 90 years. Yeah. Uh, they have uh, Jalen Samuels, who had a got hurt a little bit in the tournament, but he is good. And then Caleb Daniels, who also is a good guard from Nova. And I do think that Nova will get the job done here and move on maybe pretty easily. I'm going with Loyola. I think Loyola, better defensive team. Um, I would say if Loyola were to face off against Auburn, I would 100% take Loyola without hesitation. But I am going to go with Loyola to sneak past Villanova. I just feel like they always are able to have something in them to make that Sweet 16 run. I don't know what it is. I mean, Lucas Williamson, like... um, like Brad Davison and Colin Gillespie, he's been here now for every or for both runs and for a lot of years of Loyola Chicago success. And I mean, I mean, he's been here for all of the Loyola Chicago success. And as one of the best defensive players in the nation, I think Williamson and Loyola Chicago are able to pull off a stunner against Villanova and really open up, I guess, this um, South region. So Loyola Chicago moves on. And now we can move on to the round of 32 in the Midwest region, where we'll start with Kansas versus San Diego State slash Creighton. I personally think Kansas sort of moves on easily, but I wouldn't be that surprised if San Diego State were to pull off the upset here. What do you think for Kansas versus Creighton? I have Creighton in a shocking upset here to beat Kansas and make Kansas the first one seed eliminated, as Kansas did have a great season. Uh it's going to come up short here as Creighton knows how to beat these good teams. Kansas had a had a great season and, a, and won the tor- their, uh, Big 12 tournament. But I just think they're going to come up a little bit short here and lose in this game. Um, yeah, I think Kansas, like, Kansas won. And now we can move on to fourth-seeded Providence versus 12-seeded Richmond. For me, for you, you have Iowa versus South Dakota State. I... I think Richmond is able to pull off another upset against Providence. I feel like if this matchup were to set up, everyone would be at that point. They're super And I feel like sometimes once the really hot teams are able to sort of survive their first game, maybe they can go on an even further run. Uh, So I think Richmond is able to win this one against Providence. It'll be close because Providence loves being in close games. But I do think Richmond moves on as they uh, make themselves the second and only double-digit seed for me in the uh, Sweet 16. So, yes, I think Richmond moves on. And now we can move on to the three-seeded Wisconsin versus six-seeded LSU, and you have three-seeded Wisconsin versus 11-seeded Iowa State. What do you think, Matthew? I didn't do my Iowa-South Dakota State prediction. Oh, my bad. I will do. I will just say it real quickly. I think that Iowa will uh, – beat South Dakota State and not make them win, get a Cinderella run. Keegan Murray's going to have a dominant game in the paint as uh, the Jackrabbits rely on their three-point shooting and their mid-range. And I just think that the Iowa will dominate in the paint this, this game with Murray and take a big W here to move on to Sweet 16. Yeah, uh, breaking news. If For anyone who even cares remotely, Chris Bryant 
uh, former Cubs and now former Giants third baseman, has agreed to a four-year deal with the Colorado Rockies. I don't know. Who cares? But uh, maybe you do. Maybe I don't think I really care that much. But uh, Bryant to Colorado. And um, now for my prediction of three-seeded Wisconsin versus six-seeded LSU, I am going to go with LSU in an upset here. Is that me being pessimistic? Possibly. Is Wisconsin a really flawed three-seed Definitely. I, I think Wisconsin is not very good. Uh, if you asked me even two weeks ago, I probably would have picked Wisconsin in this game and maybe even Wisconsin to make like a run to the Final Four, but Wisconsin is not very good. And I think LSU is able to move on past Wisconsin. And now we move on to, or no, I keep forgetting. You have to make your pick. Wisconsin versus Iowa State. What do you say? I got, I'm going back and forth. I have Wisconsin taking a W, a really close game. Johnny Davis is going to have probably another big game as Brad Davidson wants the championship. I just think that Wisconsin is going to win this game and really, really closely. Okay. Uh, now we both have two-seeded Auburn versus seven-seeded USC. Me personally, I'm going to go with Mobley and USC. I think Auburn is the first. I mean, Auburn is the first one or two seed to go down. I don't think, or no, I guess technically Nova too. I mean, they both go down. Uh, I don't think Auburn is very good, honestly. I think if you asked me a month ago, they were national championship, or like a month ago, two months ago, they were by far the best team in the country, but uh, they really hit their peak, honestly, similar to USC at the wrong time. That being said, I think USC is gaining a little bit of momentum back as of recently and is able to beat Auburn in the round of 32. What do you think? I agree. I think whoever wins the game of Miami-USC will be able to beat you to, to be to be able to beat Auburn. I think that Auburn is a very good team, but I don't think they're built for March. I don't think they're going to have a great run. I don't think that Jabari Smith or Walker Kressler will have a big game. I think that USC will uh, rely on um, Isaiah Mobley to have a big game and move on to the Sweet 16. Um, okay. Well, that wraps up the round of 32, and we will be back after a quick break. And we are back after that quick break. Um I was looking at it. I said that Chris Bryant deal was four years. I'm not really sure I got that from the seven. But uh, anyway, we'll start it off with the Sweet 16 because we are up to that, where we both have a matchup between Gonzaga versus UConn. Matthew, do you think UConn's run is able to continue, or do you think Gonzaga gets past that? I think UConn and the run will, and RJ Cole's run will come out of time, and UConn will lose here to the Zags of Gonzaga here in the Sweet 16, as Gonzaga will make a run to, not really run because they're favorite, go to the Elite Eight to face, uh, to face the winner of, uh, face the winner, my bad, of Texas Tech and Michigan State. Yeah, I think Gonzaga is able to move on too. Too much talent, well coached. I, I don't know, I think Gonzaga wins this one pretty easily. Now, for the next one, I have three-seeded Texas Tech versus two-seeded Duke, and I am going to go with Texas Tech here. Um, I think it'll be a close game, but I do think Texas Tech uh, is able to um, 
end Coach K's career, more or less, unless he pulls a now what we're going to call a Tom Brady and decides to come back two months later. But, um, yeah, I think Texas Tech is able to win this one. It will be a close game, but I do think uh, the Red Raiders move on. What do you think for Texas Tech versus Michigan State? I have Tom Izzo's run uh, coming to sh- coming to an end here as I have Texas Tech going to carry – it's gonna. They're gonna lock down Michigan State here, uh, as their defense is incredible. Uh, Michigan State also relies on their defense, I believe, and they are not the most offensively powered team in the country. So I think that Texas Tech will have a pretty fun day, locking down this team, led by Max Christie, uh, Tyson Walker, and uh, forget the other guys. A lot of other guys who are. Just not start. They're good. They're good players, but nobody's a true star in this team. I think you said that already earlier, but I'm going to take Texas Tech here. Um. Okay, now we move on to the next Sweet 16 matchup between, for me, Baylor and St. Mary's. You have Baylor versus UCLA. Personally, I think Baylor walks all over St. Mary's and moves on to the Elite Eight. Not much to say about that. I think Baylor just sort of cruises. What do you think for Baylor versus UCLA? I bet I can see what's coming here. I have. Baylor going down here. I Baylor's uh not gonna win back to back championships as they're uh as they are going to be knocked out of the tournament here to UCLA. I think that um the talent of UCLA just overstacks Baylor's talent and I think that Baylor I mean UCLA will get a pretty big win. Not big win, get a win get a big win here to move on. Okay. Now, for the 2-3 matchup, we both have – or no, I lied. I have Kentucky versus Purdue. You have Kentucky versus Virginia Tech. I think Kentucky quite easily cruises past Purdue. I think um, had we seen an Illinois-Purdue matchup in the Big Ten tournament, this would have been a similar result. I just think Zach Eady is kind of soft. Like, he's very tall. He's pretty talented. He has a little bit of a mid-range jump shot, but he's just kind of soft despite his – Seven foot four, giganticness. I think Shivaway goes off. I think uh, Sevier Wheeler and Ty Ty Washington and other guys are able, and Kellen Grady, and I could keep going. But I think Kentucky is a very good team, and in my opinion, have the talent and um, ability of a one seed, but they maybe unfortunately got a two seed. And I do think they are able to advance past Purdue, setting up a very interesting Kentucky versus Baylor matchup in the Elite Eight. But what do you think for your Sweet 16 matchup? I have uh, Kentucky moving on here pretty easily, probably against Virginia Tech. Their run comes, their Cinderella run is going to the, the, the powerhouse team of, uh, of Kentucky with Shibwe, Washington, and Kellen Grady are going to easily cruise by Virginia Tech here to the Elite Eight. Yeah, uh, so I think Kentucky, like you said, moves on. Um, so now we have another Sweet 16 matchup where we both have Arizona versus Illinois. What do you think for this matchup? I think that Arizona will move on. I'm not too confident in the first two picks that I have of Illinois as they were very upset. They upset me a lot last year as they chose them in all four of my brackets. I did not make the same dis- I did not make that same thing last this year. I did not make the same mistake this year. 
where I chose the same team in all my brackets. I have split every single bracket, I think, maybe one team and two of them. But I have Illinois moving – I mean, Arizona moving on here to face the winner of Tennessee and Nova in the Elite Eight. Yeah, I agree with Arizona moving on. I think Matherin has a good performance out on the perimeter. I do think Kofi still gets his, but I think Arizona is just too good all around. And honestly, I think maybe the best team. And if it weren't, and if Gonzaga slips up, they are probably the favorite to win. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. As of recently, Gonzaga has been a little, like just a little shaky. And I think honestly, Arizona is a really good squad when at their best and on their A game. But we've seen some weird performances like that dominant Colorado loss. And they were like oddly close against Stanford twice. Uh, But I think Arizona is able to move on past Kofi and Illinois and on to the Elite Eight. Um, So now we have a matchup for me between Tennessee and Loyola Chicago. A matchup that draws flashbacks to what we saw just four years now earlier between Tennessee and Loyola Chicago in the round of 32, as you probably know. By the way, another breaking news. I don't know what is happening here, but Von Miller is signing with the Bills via Adam Schefter. Um, Yeah, just another breaking news. But um, anyway, I think uh, Tennessee is able to get that revenge from just four years ago, on Loyola and N's sister Jean's Ron and Lucas Williamson's college career. So I think Tennessee is on to the Elite Eight. Uh, what do you? What about you for Tennessee versus Villanova? I think that I, I this game is really split between both my brackets. I probably have Tennessee in three of them and Villanova in three of them or whatever I have. I think I'm doing five. So I probably have Tennessee in three, Nova in two. Uh, but in this one, in my specific that in this specific bracket I will be taking Villanova here to move on to the next round I think that Colin Gillespie really wants this one really wants another championship as he wasn't a big part of the first one as it was one of his first years if not his first year I believe yeah I think so uh but he didn't play that much in that year so I will be taking note and I'll be taking Nova here as nobody else in that ro- on the roster has won a championship yet I think that this team really wants it and I want to think Jay Wright really wants it as Nova as one of the best coaches in the college basketball really wants to prove himself to be a, one of the best college coaches of all time um so now that moves us on to the Midwest region where I have Kansas versus Richmond I think Kansas really puts an end and just sort of dominates Richmond but a great run for Mooney's Spiders uh and then you have Creighton versus I forget already Iowa or South Dakota State Iowa. Okay, so Creighton versus Iowa, Matthew. What do you think? I have Iowa moving on here. I think that Keegan Murray is just a powerhouse and probably a top three player in the entire country, probably behind Sheboy and Davis. I just think that Keegan Murray is a very strong talent. He really stepped up this year as when Luke when Luca Garza left last year. And I just think that uh, Iowa will take a pretty big win here to move on to the Elite Eight as they've had a Pretty easy pass so far, though. Yeah. Um. So now, okay. Now we have this next matchup. You have Wisconsin versus USC. I have LSU versus USC, and I do think LSU gets a big win. I don't think LSU is that great, honestly. I don't think they're that good. 
But I think Wisconsin's really flawed. I think Iowa State's really not good. And I think LSU's just a little bit better than USC. And I think the LSU Tigers are able to, surprisingly, amid Will Wade's firing and allegations, I think LSU rallies beyond the fact that they don't have a coach or a real coach and uh, now somehow, surprisingly, moves on to the Elite Eight as a sixth seed. So I think LSU is able to move past the Trojans. What do you think for USC versus Wisconsin? I have USC making another Elite Eight run. And moving on to the Elite Eight, like I just said, as I say, Mobley's going to have a big game. They're going to lock down Johnny Davis, and Brad Davidson will be crying in the locker room after this game. Yeah. I will be taking USC here to move on. Yeah. Um, so Brad Davidson's long, long, long career has come to an end. And so has Johnny Davis as he will declare for the draft. And we will be back to having no real talent. So uh, now that wraps up our Sweet 16s, and we are on to the Elite Eight. We'll be starting it off with a matchup that we both have between one-seeded Gonzaga and three-seeded Texas Tech. Matthew, who do you think takes this one? This could go really either ways, but I have the overpowering offense. I think Gonzaga's offense is a little more superior than the, than the Red Raiders' defense. So I have the Gonzaga Bulldogs as my first team in the Final Four. Yeah, we saw this matchup in the Elite Eight uh, three years ago, so in the second most recent tournament, and Texas Tech won this. It was the exact same seeding. It was uh, probably not in the exact – could have been in the same region. But um, – and Texas Tech took that one, led by Jarrett Culver. And you know what? I think they do it again. I think Gonzaga's sort of bound to choke. They're just not that good, despite the fact that they have a top three pick on their hands, Andrew Timmy, who's – very, very good. They're just not that good. I don't I don't really know what else to say. I mean, they are pretty significantly have had the best season um, in college basketball, but they're not nowhere, nowhere even close to as good as they were last year. Um, I just think Texas Tech wins this one. Uh, one. I mean, that would be this is now my first one seed to go out. I think Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, I think Texas Tech wins this one in a tight one, which brings us to the next Elite Eight matchup, you have Kentucky versus UCLA. I have Baylor versus Kentucky, and I think Kentucky wins this one. I think they have more talent. They're well-coached. Baylor's not as good as they were last year. And I think the Wildcats are on to the Final Four, their first Final Four appearance since 2015, where Wisconsin was able to stop them. So I think Kentucky moves on and will face the Red Raiders in the Final Four. What do you think for Kentucky versus UCLA? I have UCLA's second run coming to an end here as I have Oscar Sheebway, Ty Ty Washington, and Kellen Grady taking a W here to beat uh, Johnny Juzang, Tiger Campbell, and uh, Hami Haquez Jr. Uh, taking, uh, moving, I have Kentucky moving on here. I just think that uh, Sheebway's going to have a field house against uh, none of these guys on their team who are really big at all. And all of them are the one, two, and three, I believe. So Kentucky will move on maybe pretty easily here to the Final Four. Kentucky Wildcats are my second Final Four team. Yeah. Uh, now for our third Elite Eight matchup, we both – oh, no, I lied. I have Arizona-Tennessee. You have Arizona-Villanova. 
I personally am going to go with Arizona. This is a game of two teams with not great bigs and that rely more on their guard and wing play. And I think Benedict Matherin, the best player in this game, is able to get past um, Kennedy Chandler and what's the guy's name? Um, Josiah. Um, uh, Jordan James. Josiah Jordan James. Thank you. Another Triple J. Um but I do think Arizona is able to advance on to the final four. So they are the third team and first one seed to punch their ticket. So Arizona moves on. And now, finally, we have the last matchup of uh, – or no, I just skipped past you. Arizona-Villanova, Matthew, who do you think? The battle of the Wildcats. I will be taking Arizona as much as, pain, as, much as this is painful to me. I do think that Arizona is the better overall team than Nova. They had a better regular season. I think Nova got a little lucky being a two-seed. They probably should have been a three-seed. Them in Tennessee probably should have flip-flopped. But I do think that Villanova will, season will come to an end here, and Benedict Matherin of Arizona will win. And the Arizona Wildcats are my third team going to the Final Four. And now in – the next Elite Eight matchup, you have a weird, weird, weird one of five-seeded Iowa and seven-seeded USC. I have one-seeded Kansas and six-seeded LSU. And I think Kansas sort of just dominates LSU to send the Tigers home. It's been a good run and a surprising run, for that matter, as you had them losing in the first round. But I do think Kansas is able to make a Final Four trip. trip. Uh, now their first Final Four appearance since 2018, where they did lose to Villanova, um, that national championship team that we were talking about earlier. Uh, but yeah, Kansas is in the Final Four. Now, what do you think for Iowa versus USC? I'm actually going to be changing my pick from previous. I'm, I'm allowed to do that. I think that I, don't, I didn't even realize that, I, that we're in the lead eight and that USC made the lead eight. I'll be taking Wisconsin. I will say that somebody in the, on the USC Trojans took steroids and they will be disqualified. So we will have uh, um, Wisconsin in the Elite Eight. Brad Davison was crying. He's not crying anymore. He's very happy. Uh, but I do have Iowa beating Wisconsin to go to the Final Four. And now Brad Davison is crying again. He's not very happy. And I have the Iowa Hawkeyes as my fourth Final Four team. Um, yeah, I think – so now you in the Final Four have Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, and Iowa. I have Texas Tech, Kentucky. Texas Tech, Kentucky, Arizona, and Kansas. We'll start it off with the uh, left side of the bracket, Gonzaga versus Kentucky. For you, who do you think takes this one? I have the Kentucky Wildcats beating Chet Holmgren and the uh, Gonzaga Bulldogs here. I think that Oscar Sheebway is going to body Chet Holmgren in the paint, and I think that Kentucky will get the job done with excellent shooting from Kellen Brady and Ty Ty Washington. I think that Kentucky will get a win here as the Kentucky Wildcats will be heading to the national championship. Yeah, uh, I agree. Starting to get anticlimactic, but I agree. Kentucky moves on to the national championship. Texas Tech, unfortunately, they run into a very good offensive team, and Texas Tech doesn't have as great of an offensive identity as their defense, so I think Kentucky is able to move on to their first national championship appearance since 2014. So Kentucky is in the national championship, and who will be the second team to meet them there for you, Arizona or Iowa? What do you think? I have the Arizona Wildcats 
beating the Iowa Hawkeyes here as Keegan Murray. This will be his last game in college as he will most definitely declare for the 2022 NBA draft as he will be a top six pick, probably probably top five. I'm not sure. Teams will really, uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I do have Arizona winning this game. Benedict Matherin, uh, he had a great season along with everybody else in this roster. I do think that Arizona will get the job done here and and we'll have a Wildcat championship game. Yes, I agree. I think Arizona and Kentucky meet as this continues to become. Our brackets were sort of like similar, uh, but not that similar for a while. And now we have the same exact national championship matchup. And this is also a rematch to the 1997 national championship matchup where Arizona was able to take it. That is their... um, most recent uh their most recent national championship team but uh yeah i think arizona is able to beat kansas i think it could go either way as in uh my other bracket that i did i had kansas beating gonzaga for the national championship if anyone cared at all but uh yeah i think arizona is able to move past kansas and i think this will be a great game either way uh, between the two one seeds that I still have remaining. So now we both have the two Wildcats, Arizona versus Kentucky. Matthew, we'll start with your prediction and provide a final score. What do you think? A lot of crazy things with both with this game here. Both these teams did not make the national, did not make the tournament at all last year. Both had horrible seasons. Both these teams are Wildcats. Both these teams played in the twenty in the nineteen ninety seven championship game which is 25 years ago, which is a common number. I will. I, I have the Wildcats of Arizona winning this game and winning their first national championship since 25 years ago to get the job done and, and be, the, be the number one team going into next year. Yeah. Um, it did not necessarily play out how I would have liked it to, but I have the Arizona Wildcats led by... Tommy Lloyd winning their first national championship of the 21st century as well. What a season it has been for this team. I mean, scandals after scandals led by when Sean Miller was their head coach. And Tommy Lloyd is able to take them to a national championship in their first year, something he could have never done at an, as an assistant coach in Gonzaga. So, yeah, Arizona are your national championships national champions for both of us, at least in this bracket. Uh, We'll see how this actually plays out uh, with the NCAA tournament kicking off tomorrow at 12.15. But yeah, Matthew, thank you for being on this pod uh, once again. I hope you enjoyed that. I bet. I mean, I'm sure I did. And hopefully the viewers will enjoy it. Matthew, thanks for coming on again. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. And uh, who's ready for the NCAA tournament? My favorite sporting event of the year. Um, we both, like I said, have the same national champion, but, uh, we'll see how this actually plays out. And I, um, will be giving updates as the tournament goes on. I might even be sprinkling in some NFL free agency, or maybe once we get closer to the MLB season stuff in this, uh, month of March. And I guess once we get to April too, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you guys next time. Peace.